0: Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about. Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show, more importantly, on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. Follow us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash HEFpod. You can also drop us a line uh, via old school email. Uh, that email address is heyeintrachtfrankford at gmail.com. So, uh, here to talk about Eintracht versus Union and so much more, it, uh, as I go east uh, from my home in Kansas City, uh, it is to the east and a little bit north to Detroit. Hello, Chris. How are you?
1: Hey, Brian. How you doing?
0: <laughs> all good here. All good here. Uh, have you been battered with snow just yet?
1: Oh, yeah, we got about four inches of snow, but it's sunny today, so I have no complaints. This is just how I like it. So
0: that's going to be melted in just a little while. It's only a matter of time before it happens. But we go further east across the water and, you know, all the way just outside of Frankfurt in Bad Fielbel, because guess who it is? It is Roman.
2: What's up? What's up? Eisen Union Immer wieder Eisen Okay, no, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> I, I am wearing my my Union scarf right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, probably more for depression, but that's different. Yeah. So I do yeah. have one.
0: Yeah, well, I will say when it does come down to clubs in the Bundesliga that you actually like There's a lot to say about Union, but it kind of was a kick in the teeth when that team that you kind of like on the side suddenly is in the Bundesliga and suddenly is taking points off of you, especially when uh, they have a certain Max Kruse who could have made the move to the Eintracht. Just think of what could have been if we had gotten Max Kruse to join Eintracht and instead he yeah. you know, he went out to Turkey and now his return, now is back with Union after leaving Werder Bremen. And, you know, what could have been if we had him instead of Bastost? I mean just Amazing.
2: Like ah oh. and also by character, you know, i I know he's a little bit of an asshole, but that's just what we need in Frankfurt. No, we like a little I'm, bit of a rough, yeah. edgy I mean- person.
0: He likes his, he likes playing cards. Uh, there's a casino, you know. Uh, maybe we don't have good enough casinos, Roman. Get yeah, French
2: most Church. likely. Well, actually, there is there is no in Frankfurt. There are no casinos, but in Wiesbaden is one, and in Bad Homburg. So, casinos. Actually, I think we are better off than in Berlin. I would say. Yeah, because we get yeah. more selection. Then you're down south, Baden-Baden. That's like our gambling town, so to say, uh, or where the rich people go and lose their. Or win their money, uh, so I think he'd be he would be better off here. I've always kind but, of wondered
0: why he didn't go to go and join Niko Kovač in Monaco. Because I mean, you know, if the dude needs to gamble, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it's Berlin; it's the city. You know, he was. I don't think he really cares that much for money. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't get good money in Berlin as well. But for him, it's probably he wants the party town. You know, and he wants like the probably he knows he's gonna have a higher standing. He's going to have a little bit easier life, you know, if he wants to take a weekend off or, you know, a few days off, he just tells him, eh, you know, he kind of has the situation probably that um, uh, that Boateng had in Frankfurt, you know, mm. kind of like, I actually don't belong here. I'm doing this for my goodwill. So therefore, whatever, whatever I want to do um i can do you know um if i don't like it i'm just going to go I, you know and i think for him it's a very comfortable comfortable situation
0: well i don't foresee uh max cruza joining uh detroit city fc anytime soon but <laughs> uh chris it, you guys have uh at least one casino that i know of in detroit so i just kind of expect that you know the likes of the Red Wings, Pistons, Lions, and Tigers players are all seen gambling until the wee hours in the morning, and then you know screwing up uh, that next game day. So uh,
1: yeah, we're sitting on three casinos, and a lot of the teams stay near the MGM Grand, so mm. they're always they always enjoy their time here.
0: <laughs> There's a couple of small ones here in Kansas City. No, nothing. Real- when I say small, I mean they're, I guess, uh, by American standards. And let nothing really comes close, obviously, to the likes of what you have in Las Vegas. It's American casinos are what they are. They're just kind of, by comparison, small-time operations when you look at the big glitz and glamour of the shiny lights of Las Vegas. So, you know, if. Uh, Las Vegas ends up uh, finding a way to get a MLS team in the near term. Uh, maybe Max Cruiser will come, but we keep on talking about him and gambling because, uh, you know, the guy only scored a brace in Eintracht's 3-3 draw with, as Roman said, Eisen Union, as the fans call themselves. Uh, oh. Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, with no fans in the stands, uh, the Alta rai Stadium really does look like a shithole, even though it's got so many good attributes. You know, like it is a throwback to the bygone era. That honestly, the Bundesliga has really not had a stadium like that ever since Darmstadt was mm. relegated. In that, I mean. Granted, Darmstadt has since like done heavy-duty renovations of their own stadium, so it doesn't really have most of that kind of feel. But uh, for whatever reason, Eintracht and you know, it's kind of like well home homemade.
2: It. No, that's that's like the big thing, you know, that the fans themselves, you know, were we kind of working on the stadiums and renovating it, you know, and that's according to the legend. That's like the famous part.
1: That's why they're everyone's favorite second club.
2: Yeah, I think they're doing Saint Pauli a big uh, a big competition here. So that's what I kind of feel. Yeah, and 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 all fair, you know. I if I, I mean nobody sees it, but my scarf I got it because I, I watched the relegation when they promoted to the second league. Um, that was in two thousand nine, right? Yeah, two thousand nine. So uh, I would say a little bit before the big fandom started, but of course I I would not call myself. You know, everyone, everyone there, and I had, we had good times. And I think in the last podcast we talked about Union, I told like all the stories. Uh, so there's some good relationships, I would say, between Frankfurt and, or some good stories between Frankfurt and Union. Um, so, yeah, I think we can. But still, that doesn't mean that they can have the points, Right. <laughs> That's on a different level. As happy as I am for their great performance in the Bundesliga this season, and as much as I want them to be uh, taking over Hertha's role in the Bundesliga, right? Um, at the points, still should be going to Frankfurt. Like, no doubt about that. Just want to be clear. No doubt.
0: Clear. Look, um, a couple of real bad errors in the first five minutes. You concede a goal, and then you have—I mean—that that was a trap. I, didn't, I didn't know. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> and then you have your penalty kick given away. Look, the team woke up quickly, but I mean, if the team would have played. Uh, in the kind of manner that they played for the rest of the first half, and then a little bit of the second. Look, we could have won this match even with Unión scoring three goals, but the thing is, uh, we keep on having to dig ourselves out of these holes. And uh, when we took the lead against Leipzig, we knew that you know if we hold on to whatever. In my mind, I while also I was disappointed with the fact that we drew with Leipzig. Uh, I was of the mindset that you know what they straight up were calling on talent off the bench that was a that was an upgrade. Guys that were being held back because they had Champions League obligations coming up. They held back and then kind of pushed forward, and it was a world-class goal, which was uh, the difference-maker uh, between Eintracht and Leipzig. And, again, the, uh, the equalizer to make it 3-all uh, by Max Kruse, his second of uh, the match. I mean, that was just a world-beater. You, That's the kind of goal that, you know, wins you goal of the month. And... It sucks because that's now two consecutive weeks where, you know, you take out a world-class goal by the opposition, and the Eintracht has four more points on the table. Four more points that, you know, let's face it, uh, we could sure use right now because this league is so open Right now, Uh, when I do say open, I mean, from positions, you know, five on like up to position five, I would say, you know, this league is very open. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you add on the points to the Eintracht and guess what? We're in sixth place instead. It's currently Union uh, in sixth with uh, Wolfsburg one point ahead in fifth place. There's multiple matches that we have missed out on the full three points, yes, but you know uh, the let's try and, let's try to look at some of the positive positives that came out of this. Uh, Andre Silva, I mean, like when you give him, hit, he could it, this like we he sometimes will infuriate fans because he'll be taking chances that you're just like, damn it, why are you wasting this shit? And then he'll take his chance again, and then he'll convert it. And this is one of the matches where he converted. Uh, he took his chance, made it, you know, uh, for the first goal. And then for the second goal, that was a great deflection uh, to put that in there. You were just hoping that um, we would keep pushing on. We did. But, you know, where where are the weaknesses? Because so, I thought, was kind of... Really, not doing all too much. We didn't have a two. I mean, Kostic, sure, he got an assist, but was he really, you know, lighting the world on fire? Not, not, not for me, totally. Like, he was okay, but, you know, uh, I think that there's still some rust on him that just is gonna take a little bit longer for him to properly kick, kick on because, uh, When it was in last season, he was by a long margin, our bets, uh, our best player. And I'm not seeing it yet, but, you know, uh, give him time and I think we'll see that come to fruition. But um, I've talked enough about this. Uh, Chris, I know you are itching to, you know, uh, (laughs) bring it back to reality. uh, Tell me how it really (laughs) is. So I'll let you have it.
1: All right, so it feels a lot like the match a week ago uh, against Sugar Drink FC or whatever we call them now Um, in the sense that, hey, you know, we didn't play great, but we have a second half lead against a team that's higher in the table. And then, oh, look, that lead is gone Um, against better teams. I'm not too upset about that. The fact that we fought back is good, but. The reality is, by the time Saturday comes, it will have been more than two months since our last victory, uh, October 3rd. Um, that's concerning to me. I mean, there's some points in there, some good draws, a couple bad ones, but I'm getting really antsy still. I'm not going to complain against about points against teams higher in the table, but my concerns are bigger than my satisfactions at this point.
2: Yeah. Roman, I would I would agree. Yeah, so I mean like I feel like I almost don't want to talk about it anymore because it's the same same old same old, but like our defense just like, you know, we're just like I mean like just when you when you I mean in the second minute they score and then like you you barely you just your brain started processing that you're watching soccer and and you're already 2-0 behind, you know? You're like what the fuck, you know? And like and again, you know, it's like like we're so Unstable in the defense, you know, it's like everyone can score almost. Okay, Akuse, he's of course like a special character, so that's why I probably it was 2 0 and not only um, 1 for, 0 uh, for Berlin. But it's just so annoying, like, I have like no zero confidence in our defense, right? Like, uh, I cannot, my brain cannot uh, assume that we are not gonna concede a goal, right? So uh, it is really tough for me to to watch Eintracht games because like, even if we were, and of course we weren't even, so I don't, even if you were two two goals ahead and there were still 10 minutes to go, I, I, I still know, or I would still think that we can lose the game, right? So well, I start with the negative stuff, obviously, as you, as you guys hear, but, you know it's really depressing and you're never really you never have confidence in the game and in everything you're like always oh my god it's like 10 minutes played and you're like 2-0 behind and you're like oh my god where's this going to end you know it's this like what is this you know why and it's the same thing since our very first game that we commented uh, that we commented here it's the same thing our defense just sucks like there's no stability Uh, everyone can score literally right i mean by now it's like we're we're gone through all the bad teams and a few of the good teams and yeah everyone scores so it's just very depressing so much
1: time digging out of holes that once we get that lead we've exhausted ourselves and we eventually give it back or you know we give a goal back
2: yeah, and like, and now to a few good things, right? So like, the comeback was amazing, right? Like, um, from uh, from a, a mental point of view, you know that they really came back, that they were able to, uh, to you know, start dominating the game again. That we kind of did the the equalizer, and uh, then even the lead. But here again, we cannot hold a lead. That's our like, that, and even when we were three two advance I mean I don't know if I typed this in this group yeah in our group right I think it was our group or the other one um there's like okay you know don't worry the draw is still going to come you know and uh, and and it did right because all they do is yeah, if they want to score, they score against us. And, and this is what really, really frustrates me. And it's uh, I, I don't think it's a mental thing, right? So don't get me wrong. I, I'm not into the, the bank, oh, yeah, they have like a mental issue or, you know, like I don't think so. I think they're mentally strong. I think we have the willpower. And even with Kostic coming on, I mean, of course, it needs a little bit of time to get there. But uh, I think we'll have the, the capabilities to always score as well. Um, the 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 lack of creativity that I missed in the other games, I think we we're kind of working on it. Like and and Kostitch is helping, uh, helping this, but like our defense, like there's nothing is happening on that end, right? Like, I and this is what really really annoys me, and I don't know why they don't. I mean, it sounds really stupid, and I I, I would assume that they really do practice on it, but I'm like, why don't they work on it? <laughs> I mean, fucking do a few weeks where you work on your where you work on your defense. And, uh, yeah. You
1: get beat one-on-one far too often. And those one-on-ones out in the midfield lead to two-on-ones moving into the box. And, yeah. you know, Trap made a mistake on that first goal. He usually doesn't do that. You know, I'm not going to hold that one against him. Um, but the penalty was obvious, you know, uncalled for. And then all of a sudden you're in a 2-0 hole. And those yeah. kinds of breakdowns cannot
2: happen. And that's exactly what, 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 you, uh, what you said, right? So mistakes are totally fine. People can do mistakes, but our mistakes somehow always lead to goals, right? And that's the dangerous part of where we're playing. You can have, you can make, obviously you, everyone makes mistakes, but then you need backups. You know, you kind of need a system where, okay, if somebody screws up, then there's a backup, whatever. And in our system, there's like no backup. You screw up once, and that's it. You know, and and this time, and that's really what, uh, yeah. What's really, ah, yes. What can you say? It's annoying. And I don't. And that's the other thing is I don't know how to how to how to solve the problem, right? Um, unless we unless we get new uh, new guys for our defensive side, um, I. I don't see. But even that, like, I I don't know, I don't have the solution. Uh, Good thing. I'm not a coach. But um. you know,
1: it it can't be just as easy as well, the transfer market, it, that doesn't fix issues that are systemic, you know, there's something in the Mm. way we defend, I can't pinpoint a person or a part of the formation. But I don't believe just bringing in new bodies will change it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now me, that I think about it.
0: yeah. For me, the strategy, I think uh, it, it really comes down to what makes what makes a team great is having the right strategy. I think that Adi needs to have someone take him aside and point out that, look, uh, there are some kind of issues that are popping up. Look at... Uh, where we are losing the ball um, in the lead up to the goals, okay. If you take out Kate Kevin Traps, you know that, that, that's just what it is, and you know Cruz scoring his screamer. Good, I mean, good grief. You gotta just kind of take take the lumps that you are given, uh, but. D, I agree with the uh, mistakes that have been happening of late, that they are all correctable That can be done on the pitch. The thing is, you know, look at who's in the the defensive three that we run out. Uh, uh, that's the kind of formation that we're working with there. But you got Abraham, Hinteregger, and Indica. Um, you know, everyone knows that Abraham is leaving. Uh, Hasebe, who could fill in that role, then you're talking about another guy who's also on the, you know, on the back nine of his career. Uh, more like probably whole, uh, 16, 17, not exactly eighteen, like Abraham is uh, when it comes to his career, at least with the Eintracht But okay, where is the help coming from uh, ahead? So on the wings, Doom. I mean, he's uh, played the last two matches. I've not been all too impressed. Um, should we be having Costa there? Well, we know that the Costa is a player who uh, is way more offensive minded. Uh, Timmy, Ch- Timmy Chandler is in the same exact position. So, okay, so it's not going to come from the wings, uh, from him or from Costage. Though Costage can uh, pull back and has been shown to do so. I mean, you then have to look at uh, the center of the pitch. Okay, Jamal So and Il Sankar uh, were the guys kind of leading the, the midfield, kind of making up that area. Okay, where was – why? You know, there's got to be a reason in training as to why Roda has got to be uh, preferred on coming off the bench rather than uh, being in the starting lineup me you gotta it, it's it's down to the implementation of your tactics rather than the personnel that's on the, the pitch because if we bring in someone uh, a different tactician more than likely the results will be better uh, different whether they are worse or better no idea but the thing is Adi um, I We know that he likes to, you know, push the tempo and, you know, look, we're getting chances created. But the thing is, we're also leaking chances. And when they are leaked, uh, we get we pay for them each and every single time. And when we're having to chase, we're just get we're just exhausted physically and mentally. And guess what? Uh, Moments are presented for Max Cruza to score a goal in the 82nd minute. It just happens time and time again. And why Eintracht is not further at the table than they are, because our expected goals tally should have meant that we have like four, maybe even six more points than we have right now, which would then mean that we are properly chasing for Europe. And, Based on our on-field performances, that is definitely not the case, in my opinion. And with a team like uh, Borussia Dortmund uh, up next, it's really going to be a uh, it's really going to be a fun weekend as an Eintracht fan when we face them on Saturday. So, um, anyone uh, care to have a closing uh, closing thought before we shut the door on this three-three draw?
1: I have nothing nice to say, so I won't say anything at all.
0: <laughs> Roman, do you have something positive, I, I, negative?
2: Yeah, I, 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 I second that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. Let's let's uh, let's let's see let's see the positive part, and you know, we we, we came back strong. Um, yeah, full stop. That's it. Yeah, that
0: will work for me as well. Um, so the Frauen one uh, currently on an international break. And so uh, those women are going to be returning. They have a Depe Pokal match um, later this week. So we'll kind of get a reaction to that. But in the meantime, I actually had an interview uh, with, Sven, uh, with uh, Sven of the uh, Frauen Bundesliga podcast. And uh, we'll be posting that episode out shortly as he gives his opinion on where the Frauen is for this season. So, we can only hope that uh, the Frauen get through in the Pokal at the weekend and uh from that point on you- our kind of uh for the podcast we will switch to our favorite segment breaker.
1: Hashtag. Wait a second, Brian. Not what not, are we not that easy.
0: Um Chris, what do you got for us today?
1: You know, I've been bringing it strong lately. Uh work's hit me hard, so this is my time to enjoy. Today I am on a single barrel. It's called The Butcher's Cut uh, from Detroit City Distillery. Some delicious Michigan whiskey. Local. It's awesome. Uh, look up the story of Detroit City st- Distillery when you get a chance. Cool history and their location is awesome. So,
2: yeah. Roman. Uh, well, first of all, you know, like, Brian, you have to give a little teaser for that episode, right? I mean, you already had the interview with Sven. So, you know, you got to... Gotta tease our audience, you know, to make them want it. And, uh, but I'm drinking, I'm drinking green tea. I'm very sorry, but I've been just busy all day and all I had was to prepare was just quickly have my tea. So, green tea for me.
0: And for me, um, I've been drinking the uh, Christmas ale from. Uh, Breckenridge uh, Brewing Company out in uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. It's uh their winter warmer, and it's going st- and uh, also it's not crazy cold here in Kansas City. Um, it is definitely a welcome uh, beverage to be quaffing down in copious amounts because I was able to get like one of those little uh, mini kegs, which is about two close to two gallons worth. So, and uh, for the price of Basically, your normal 12 pack of beers, oh, it is, it's great to have uh, like tap quality, and draft quality uh, um, brew on hand to be able to uh, take on. So, I highly recommend uh, getting your hands on that. So, with that, uh, that ends. Hashtag what are we drinking? We are going to be back with segment two where we talk about the day of April Cal for the men. Uh, what's been going on in uh, the UEFA Champions League and Europa League with the uh, German clubs. Uh, and uh, we got some fan questions before we uh, uh, make our predictions uh, uh, for Eintracht versus Bruce Dortmund. So stay with. And we're back segment two of hey Eintracht Frankfurt and uh, yeah so this news came down um, as we record on the 3rd of December uh, came down that uh, Bayer Leverkusen had had petitioned for the day of April match to be pushed back to January it originally was declined but then on appeal uh, that w- uh, the yeah, I, that has been pushed back to January the twelfth. Uh, Frank uh, Eintracht's match is uh, one of two matches that have been given this sort of approval. Uh, Bayern Munich also had petitioned for their match uh, away to Holstein Kiel to be pushed back. Um, this down to the fact that uh, with uh, the English Volca uh, coming up next week. That the, the Eintr- uh, that not only really for Eintracht since we're not playing in Europe, but your likes of uh, Leverkusen, your likes of uh, Munich, uh, Leipzig, Dortmund, Gladbach, Hoffenheim, uh, the, those guys, um, they're play- They're playing two matches per week. You, the quote off time is when players go off on international duty, and typically. Uh, if you're playing in Europe, you've got a pretty good squad, so a lot of players will be going out on international duty anyway. So, you know, he's not really been given. Uh, the Bundesliga clubs participating in UEFA competition. They have not really been given a break, and uh, Leverkusen and uh, Munich are the only two so far that have petitioned for it and gotten it approved. We'll see if either Borussia's Leipzig, or Hoffenheim uh, are able to do the same and get approval to move their matches into January because otherwise, you know, the day of April match is going to be the last match before the players get, you know, like uh, close to a 10-day break. And now with uh, with the match being pushed back into January, i will have a two-week break. Uh, the winter pausa is not so much a winter pausa by comparison to normal years. Because of the just the sheer fixture congestion and you know the little bits like this is exactly why I was happy with the Eintracht uh, not participating in Europe. So um, I know some folks will say, "Damn it, we wanted to play uh, these guys when they were weakened," but at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. What
2: do you guys think? Yeah, but isn't that isn't it isn't that amazing? I mean, I want we were happy paper. about. And
1: you know he won't be there
2: for the cup, so
1: uh, he's headed back to Argentina. We're gonna miss him, but we can't do anything about the schedule. You've Got to play the matches as they're handed down to you. So it is what it is, and we'll we'll play them in January.
0: Roman, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, no, I would I would agree. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, nothing <laughs> to add. <laughs>
0: That's all right. Um, this kind of well kicks on to uh, the next topic that I wanted to kind of bring up. As uh, we usually try and have a little bit of a general Bundesliga chat. Um, so um, everyone is now through. Well, um, Champions League are five matches in. Yeah, you got your Europa League that uh, is played today as we record on Thursday. Um, so far, uh, the, the Bundesliga clubs are in a really good spot. No one would have. I think the biggest uh, kind of surprise is uh, Mönchengladbach is, you know, uh, they're at this point they're guaranteed uh, playing in the spring in some sort of UEFA competition, and they have a group with Shakhtar Donetsk, who we know really well from participating in the Europa League knockout phase uh, in Milan, another club we know really well, though they have done all. I would say a major overhaul. They've done a lot of uh, transfer activity uh, since we played them. And uh, I guess that was the round of 16 of the uh, Europa League a few years back when we brought uh, 15,000 fans to uh, the away leg. And then, of course, the big, big team, Real Madrid. The sheer fact that, uh, uh, that Gladbach really has, I mean, if you didn't, if they had just held on to uh, their lead, uh, or even uh, held on to the point against Inter Milan, then uh, as they lost three to two, they would have then been, uh, been going, then basically would have almost sealed uh, Champions League qualification into the knockout phase, which that's the kind of money that is able to turn you into a perennial. Uh, top team in the Bundesliga and will make a world of difference for a club like Borussia Mönchengladbach though I kind of wonder uh, if some players will leave who else is I mean we knew how good this team is but for some somehow some way these guys I mean are playing just out of their skins and it's probably why they're you know, barely clinging on. To, like their current position in the Bundesliga table is only uh, seventh place due to just you know, I would say putting in better performances in Europe uh, than they are in the Bundesliga.
1: We know all about that.
0: Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, kind of looking around, the rest of it, Bayern has gotten the qualification we were expecting. Uh, that, Dortmund has now sealed, uh, thanks to their draw uh, just a day ago, against uh, Lazio, who we played. Uh, they're into the Champions League. You know, it, it's kind of the home drum. We'll see what Leipzig can do, because they're in a group that's in rather interesting. Manchester United, Paris Saint-Germain. And everyone's stuck on nine points. It's all going to be down to their match uh, at home to Manchester. That should be – it should make things interesting, uh, at least from my standpoint. Europa League is more – I would say cut and dry. I'm really kind of impressed with the way that some teams have done in the – in their European adventures. Well, w- Wolfsburg aside, with their failed qualification to the group stage, uh, getting up stage uh, by uh, Greek side, N-A-E-K. Um, Hoffenheim, uh, flawless so far. Uh,
1: Leverkusen. That's a pretty know, weak group that they're in, though.
0: Yeah, you, yeah that is true. Leverkusen. Even going to the Belgrade
1: the- today, it's going to be different without the fans there. Usually that would be a tough match, but I, I don't think, I don't know what their restrictions are for COVID, but that's a different place without fans.
0: We would definitely agree. Uh, Leverkusen, I guess, or I mean, they just need a result today to, uh, against Nice, to confirm that they are through. Uh, they also have Slavia Prague, who's also kind of leading the lines there, but It looks to me that uh, you'll have – I mean, quite possibly that um, you'll have uh, both Europa League – I mean, you know, both Europa League teams will go through, and uh, you'll have all four Champions League teams go through. Now, from my standpoint, that provides a great opportunity for winning. I mean, if only the day of PayPal was not pushed back, that would have put us in a lot better chance to – take on Leverkusen and, you know, take advantage of the fact that those guys are just going to be a little bit gassed. Yeah. But, you know, try to take advantage of what you can, when you can, that old thing. Because, you know, think back to our European campaigns, you know, our Bundesliga, we would just, you know, the drain happened and we suffered for it. So
1: They're all in the same position we were, especially exactly uh, Leverkusen and Hoffenheim in Europa League where, you know, that is for for you as a not top uh club in the league, you're getting your most attention in that Europa League and they're playing well enough there, but it comes at a price back in league play. So yeah. we'll see where then- it takes them.
0: In case anyone wants to know where half-time uh, is, they're in twelfth on nine points. A little further down than us, and yeah, yeah it's uh, all down to the fact that hey, you know, they those extra four matches that uh, they've already played. You know, is you got to focus uh, your efforts somewhere. And whilst they have been doing extremely well in one, I'm able to balance it in the other. It's uh, it's just you know. It, Shows what the difference is when uh, you're a team that can that does play in Europe on a very consistent in and out basis, because if you look at your top four teams, um, those were the top uh, the current top four of the Bundesliga is Bayern, Leipzig, Leverkusen, and Dortmund, and that was those were the clubs who qualified for the Champions League the season beforehand. So kind of a telling point of uh, once you get that European experience and you're able to replicate that even on the slightest consistent basis, that uh, you know the club can do many an impressive thing. And we've seen uh, run to the semifinals, run to the, you know last year, run into this round of 16, and also meant that we were able to, we barely missed out on qualification by the Bundesliga. And we also had the Deportivo Pokal going all the way to the semifinals. You know, it was a very impressive uh, run indeed. So, and one that we would like to hope that we could possibly get back to, but uh, I'm starting to think that it's going to be down to the Pocao now. We have to beat Leverkusen. Hi, run is never easy, is it? <laughs> so. That being said, let's get on to uh, some of the fan questions. Uh, so, in case anyone, were, as someone had already asked me, uh, Barcock is going to be still out uh, due to him being COVID positive. So the next he won't be able to join the Eintracht until uh, the next Bundesliga match. So, uh, other questions that we have is uh, Josh Garrison asks, "Who do you think should be starting in our midfield?" Roman, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take on that one.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean like it's uh I th- so the midfield is very interesting, right? And I have to admit I haven't really made up my mind since the changes uh, the changes were done in that uh that sector, right? So I mean I'm happy that Kostic is back in the game. And I mean with the Durham, I don't know yet. i i See the thing is I haven't really made up my mind since he really changed uh, so much. I mean, definitely Kamada Kostic so I, th- I was I was kind of pleased with his performance, but um yeah, you never yeah, you never really know. I'm I'm more of a fan of Rode. I I would be more happy if he would come back earlier. Um yeah, Da Costa more than Durham more more likely. Yeah. I mean I'm um, it's I think we also need more consistency and on, on that end. But I mean with Ilzanka, Kostic Kamada, I think that's a pretty safe safe bet. And on the right side I you have to see what what Hutter sees, what he knows, and I guess that would be my 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 little I mean, the question is like, what is with with hostage, you know, um, or yeah, Jeunes. it still
1: feels like an open audition. Like we're yeah, you know, a couple months, several months into the season now, and we still don't have an idea of our midfield rotation. Yeah, that's very concerning.
2: Yeah. I would agree. And that's like the annoying part of it, right? So that you, that's why I couldn't really say what I would want or what I would wish for because yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's an open, open edition. And I kind of feel like we don't, we don't have, uh, um, like I couldn't, you know, it's like, it's still open. (laughs) Yeah. Still up for for
1: grabs. I want to answer the question, but we haven't, Really seen any consistency from anyone especially on the right side that yeah. makes me say oh this is the obvious fix so i think yeah you know his question is still wide open to everybody who's not inside of training at this point
0: point. Yeah, and a good question from josh indeed um so let's go to jose gonzalez uh when are we going to stop making silly mistakes and what's the future for Timmy Chandler? Um, Chris, I'm going to let you pick that one because you're going because I think there's a rant coming.
1: Uh, well, number one, this is Eintracht. We're always going to make silly mistakes. It's part of what we've always done in my 25 or so years watching. It's always going to happen. Um, I assume this is a reference to the trap mistake. Those are going to happen. And they happen far less with him than they have with other keepers in the past. So I'm not going to hold that one against him. Um, other ones, like the foul in the box, those are parts of the game. And they just happen to us more. Part of it comes down to understanding your role on the pitch. Uh, are you a physical player? Are you confident one-on-one? And I don't see anybody confident enough one-on-one. Uh, once they get beat, the defense breaks down, and we're just kind of screwed. So I, we're always going to have silly mistakes. We don't ever have the quality of player where mistakes won't happen. Uh, the idea is to limit them and to have a tactical formation where you can account for getting beat one-on-one without losing your strength on the back line. As for Timmy Chandler, I want more. I, I just bought the jersey. I'm a big fan. I think he brings a lot. I would like to see more of him, and I'm disappointed that we haven't.
0: could totally agree on seeing more, uh, more Timmy Chandler to be sure. Uh, Roman, anything
2: to add uh, for add. the future of Timmy? Um, I've, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he has to. I think there's some stuff where he has to kind of step, step up a bit more his game. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an open audition, and he needs to kind of. I would love to see him fill the role, right? Definitely. Um, so, but I mean, I think there's also some some performance from him from his side that uh, needs to be brought to the table. So yeah, we will see. And mistakes, I think, just we're just going to do them, and I don't see them also working on it. Right? It's not getting better. There's no path to improvement, so I think it's just going to be a shit season.
0: Yeah. Alright, let's go from uh, one comment, one question that makes us kind of cringe to another as a final question comes from Bayan Uh What are we going to do to replace Abraham and then Hasebe? Uh... I'll kind of kick this one off, as I say. Uh, I think Tuta is seen as a player who can do one fill one of her replacement roles, at least in terms of the way that our squad is currently built. Um, and look, uh, after that, then, yeah, we're going to have to bring – like we need to bring in someone to fill in that role or – He's got to come through the academy, and I, mean, I we look with um, the team um, breakdown in the last couple of years. Um, we have not really seen anyone uh, break through to be the next uh, defender that we really need, and that's really kicking the nuts uh, to me because I think that like there's other teams within the Bundesliga who are bringing through uh young players and the Eintracht has not really been doing that Harcock is the first guy that we've had in quite a few years and shoot we sent him out to Dusseldorf for two seasons and nothing really happened Tuta was sent out on loan last year I think uh just due to uh, the fact that we don't really have much depth is a reason why that he is uh getting his opportunities now. So I think uh, at least the signs are that he can uh, do the job. But, hey, you know what? Follett already left, guys. So our defense is – and Russ retired. Russ was really kind of slowing down there as well. So yeah, it's like what what's left uh, is basically all that we have uh, in terms of options that are here and now are guys who have been promoted from the Academy who happen to be defenders. Uh, Flynn Otto and Yannick Bruegel are two who have been given senior contracts uh, being promoted from the Academy. But uh, I've not seen enough of these guys even in the test matches to be able to say uh, that, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, these guys are going to be able to help us. I mean, shit. The two test matches that we've had in October and November were absolute shit shows. So, I mean, you can't really look... To, I know you're not supposed to look too hard into that. I don't have an answer. Uh, you got Tuta, and that's it. Uh, here's hoping that, you know, we signed somebody, but, I mean, we're already talking about how there is next to no money right now, enough as is, and just there's, there's nothing going on, so... I, I don't have anything positive to say, Brian. Uh, I'll let you guys kind of take over from my <laughs> uh, depressing rant.
1: No, you're right. But what you said, um, what we said earlier in the show, that the, the market, while you can bring bodies in, you can't just magically have guys that fit the system when we don't really have a defensive system right now. So bodies are good. Yeah, because
0: Torrey's been playing as a, as a wingback uh, Winner yeah. kind of role. I mean, yeah, he can play the central defense, but that's not really his forte. And like, looking, and I if had put to put another
1: fish out of water, bad things are going to happen. So I, I'm not confident in it. Um, uh, Roman said it's a shit year. That's kind of where I am. I hate being so negative, but I just, at I this know. Point, I'm hoping we don't slip.
2: And especially it should be the good season, right? Because we're not in Europa. That was the g- fucking goal. And that's what annoys the shit yes. out of me. You know, that we said like, yeah, this season is going to be good because um, we got a good team. We got like the, we, we kept Kostic. And yeah, he was out for a few, but we, we had, the, we started on good news, right? Um, and yeah. And it's just just so annoying. Unbelievable. And we're still playing like we have games in Europa all the time, you know?
0: We are not yeah, the positivity well, I mean, podcast. when you're having to chase a match, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to just be absolutely gassed. And, you know, then you get bitten in the ass. And here we are, uh, not, in, not in line to chase for Europe. Other teams are ahead of us like Wolfsburg and Union and Gladbach, you know. Shit, Augsburg's on the same points as us. Which, well, I do think that those guys are going to fall behind. So, <sighs> we'll we'll see where we'll see where things take us. Um, so I hinted at Europe and hinted earlier uh, playing against Borussia Dortmund. Uh, that's the Eintracht match for the weekend. Um, don't get really easy, do they? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cracky. Um, So, not exactly the team that we wanted to face, especially when uh, they lose to Cologne at the weekend uh, 2-0. They get a 1-1 draw with Lazio in the Champions League. But the thing is, their big threat that uh, we talked about just the other week, and it was hilarious, Chris, that we talked about how – Brucey Dortmund could be breaking through. You're like, holy crap, they are so good. And then they lay an egg versus Cologne. Um, then Erling Holland, uh, the freaking robot that he is, who's scored uh, 10 goals so far this season. Um, yeah, so... He's out injured, and now I'm kind of like, you know, without an out-and-out out goal scorer who's going to take the game, he's the kind of player who will uh, grab the game by the balls and freaking show everyone who is boss, and I kind of, like, you know what? It's situations like this that, you know, the Eintracht somehow, someway usually finds points against. Uh, this is the kind of match where we're not supposed to be uh, earning any points and yet I think that the Eintracht can at least pull out a draw on this one uh, and it's really just down to the fact that uh is going to be a little bit on the heavy leg side and you know without their top in goal scorer the Eintracht has a chance there's a lot of other players that are out there uh, to give us trouble yes but we're in with a shout
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're a little more positive than me. Um, we we have played yeah. them tough. We haven't had a win in a few years, but we have played them tough. A couple of draws in there, um, but they have a major. It helps
0: when advantage. your NFL team uh, wins that you can keep a positive mindset about life.
1: <laughs> even with even without uh, Holland, there uh, they're still Dortmund. They still have the talent advantage. Um, all we really have offensively is Andre Silva. We go as he goes. And that's good. He's a good player, but it's not good that we go as he goes. We need Dost and Kamada and Kostic to really be an offensive threat, and they haven't been that. So I would love to say a draw. I could see a draw. I'd be happy with a draw. But I think we're going to fall 2-0. to zero. Roman.
2: Yeah, I mean, usually I would say, okay, this is exactly also the thing, you know, where we could where we could maybe um, get something out of it. You know, I, I would be with you that maybe a point or even three. But I don't know. I just see. I, I thought the same thing against the Bayern match, but our defense is just so bad that I do not. Or the defense is almost personal, but like our our. Yeah, we're just so inconsistent in our inconsistent in our defense that I do not see how 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 the offensive side of Dortmund is not going to score at least two or three points, uh, goals. Right? I I I hope I hope so much. I'm wrong, but like it's the same against Bayern. You know, like we were not able to stop them, and I don't see us uh, doing that now again. Right? Um, and are we able to score one or two goals yes absolutely but i just think that we we're going to screw everything up and um and against dortmund i i i see more four goals by dortmund than uh, um, the likeliness of four goals by dortmund is higher than three goals by frankfurt so and i'm always optimistic but here in this game i cannot be i cannot be optimistic not after the recent. There fall. is always
1: the chance that Trap is out of his world. Um, we rely on that too often, but if we are going to take points, it's going to be because of Kevin Trap.
0: Indeed, he's going to yeah. play a worldie, but I think that's where uh, I think that's what's going to happen. So I'll put my money where my mouth is. I think that the Eintracht is going to c- pull out a one-one draw, but we're going to be pulling this out by the skin of our teeth because KT is going to be. Uh, making up for last weekend where we had uh, a goof, <laughs> uh, so to speak, and uh, yeah, I'm going with the draw. Uh, Roman, uh, your time to uh, make a prediction for a scoreline.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think I don't think we no, I. It's the first time ever, I think, that I'm going to say we're going to lose, um, but I just got to do it. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that optimistic this time. So I think we're just going to lose, and I think it's going to be a three to two. And Chris, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I teased it before, but I'm not one to never pick against us. Um, I wish I could, or, or pick for us, but it's going to be a two to zero loss. I think if we pull off one maybe we can pull off two but they're gonna score on us so if if we could get a point uh that means we're having a good offensive day because they're gonna score more than one so we'll see what happens but I'm gonna say a 2 zero loss
0: yeah they're a pretty darn good team um
1: yeah we have' also kept a clean
0: sheet but uh uh well I don't th- we all agree on one thing that the Eintracht will uh, uh have a clean sheet in this uh encounter so uh where you can watch the eintracht versus brucey dorm match uh in the caribbean region that is flow sports app in australia that's ko sports and BN sports uh, connect in canada that is uh, uh sports net world and all the sport the regional sports net uh affiliates so ontario east west and pacific uh, are all going to be showing that in canada so a lot more access than normal in germany that is uh sky uh sky sports put like one and two and in the united states of course you're going to be streaming that on espn plus in the uk that is bt sport that will have uh, that match on so uh, more availability than normal for uh, the track in terms of being shown in the English speaking world. So ways you can get in contact with the show is at AGF pod on Twitter and facebook.com slash AGF pod. Rowan, where can we find you in the social media?
2: You find me at SF Bay Eagles on Twitter.
1: I am on Twitter and discord at cnd the D three, one, three.
0: And, of course, you can find me at KCSGE on Twitter. Join us all in the Discord chatter for all things Eintracht Frankfurt, including some rather funny uh, discussions that come our way when it comes to just general U.S. soccer, if you are so inclined. But, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. We'll be back again talking all things Eintracht in the near-term future. And so until next time. Tschüss!
2: Hey,